God. So good morning and welcome to The Wise Why. I am back and I'm back and I'm joined by Brad from Succeed Digital. Now this is an interesting one. If you're looking at the screen, you can currently see that Brad is not on video. Brad, say hello. Hello, morning. So Brad, before we, you've got about five minutes before you have to drop your child off. Is that right? Yeah, you got it. <laughs> so typically with live, typically with going on camera, things go wrong so perfection is a moving target and nothing will always will go the way you want it to so brad quickly as i know you're driving and i don't want to take up your time and you are hands-free is that right 100 percent. 100 percent. just double checking so you're hands-free so what happened this morning very quickly if it's not going to distract you from driving very short version slow puncture in the car on the way to school run had to go back switch cars to be able to get my youngest little one school who was meant to be there uh, by 9.15 and is about to be dropped off in the next couple of minutes and they've been very good about it. So yeah, interesting joys of uh, working from home, having four kids and managing school runs of a morning. So Brad, are you going to go at some point on, on Disappear? So if he wants to interject that time, but if not, you concentrate on driving and I'm going to give out a top tip and try and fill this space, which I have not planned to do and and so this is always interesting when you go live and things go wrong and you have to do and this happens a lot when you're presenting this when i was doing a tour for nintendo and i was one of the presenters there was a lot of dead airspace and how do you fill it how do you suddenly realize you are talking to a room of no one and you've got to drive that energy and this is exactly what happens when you talk on camera to a blank screen and it is really hard and it's a challenge and what you have to do is you have to think about somebody that really really loves you and they are behind that camera and they are cheering you on and they are supporting you they are clapping you now i know that annette is currently on the the live with me right now and that makes me feel so much better so sometimes when I'm shooting a video I think of Annette because I know she is there supporting me and she's got my back so that's one tip is to always think about somebody you love the next thing I want to talk about as an infill because hey why not take advantage of giving some top tips is about the importance of your voice so a lot of the time when you are shooting a video a lot of the time you're you're delivering a webinar actually your audience are doing this and they're looking at another screen they're not watching anything you do good morning rubina it's so lovely as you can see brad has got a problem this morning so i'm live on my own and i'm going to give a top tip called the rhythmic voice and i'm going to talk about why your voice is so important when it comes to delivering a webinar your voice is the key. Your content and what you say is far more important than what you do on camera. So when you get nervous, your voice goes out of sync. You lose your rhythm. Now your natural rhythm is powerful, really, really powerful. Now we might know this, look, Brad, you're back. Are you done? Are you just saying hello? All done. Right, let me just finish off this rhythmic voice because it's really cool. So Shakespeare, wrote in the iambic pentameter that is a rhythm of dum 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 it's exactly the same as your heartbeat so if you feel your voice is going out of sync feel your heartbeat feel your heartbeat find your heartbeat and breathe into it lean into your heartbeat if you're public speaking on a stage just grab your wrist 
breathe into it and it will reset you. So that's a quick top tip that I did to infill. Brad, you're here. Hello. So please. Nice, nice job of infill there, Kirsty. Well done. I'm impressed. <laughs> I think finger printer helped at some point. So Brad, um, feel free to introduce yourself. Lovely. So um, I'm Brad, now settled uh, from uh, the joys of late school runs. Uh, so I work for Succeed Digital Consulting. I run my own uh, micro agency. Our strap line is big agency thinking, small agency pricing. And we do consultancy, strategy, UX, conversion optimization, and design and development of medium sized websites and commerce websites. It's incredible. So I met you because we connected after. Joe came on the wise why and she was talking about cake and some other really insightful things and she put a little comment of a cake so can you expand a bit more on that for me yeah so um Joanne uh, is absolutely lovely I've known her for several years in fact I invited her originally to a um Sostak uh sort of uh event and seminar that we ran and cake was just something I came up with during the beginning of COVID it was a four-letter acronym and it was to basically explain how we should treat people so it was um, creative, adaptive, kind and empathetic. So in our outreach, uh, whether that's outbound or whether that's the way we deal with incoming inquiries, you know, ask yourself as a business, do you follow those four things? Is, is what you do creative? Do you adapt to the ever changing circumstances of the world? Do you always do it with kindness and you empathetic to the situation that that person's in? And if you can apply that in sales and in marketing, I think it's hard to go wrong. I, I love that. And I know that empathy, uh, kindness doesn't fit into my in, into the words of my values, but empathy is a key one for me because most of my clients are petrified of this. They are the idea of going on camera doesn't just fill them with nerves. It it's like going under that duvet and hide moment. They just do not want to do it. So I think that's really, really key. And you set up how long have you been going? How long has your business been going? Uh, Succeed Digital has been running for the last three and a half years. Wow. So just that little bit ahead of me. What was it like when you first set up? Um, I I kind of was excited about it. I'd, I've always worked in the last 20 years of agency life, um, sort of always under either the MD or, or, you know, the senior director. So I was quite happy not having that, um, <laughs> that sort of the buck stops with me and, and the management that comes along with that. Um, but I was ready at that time to do something new. And I think what I did looking back, which was the right thing to do, although slightly scary at the time, was I worked out that there's a there's a book which I've never read. But people tell me that this is what the book explains called Eat the Frog. And basically it's about dealing with um, the stuff that you're most likely to procrastinate or be useless at and bringing it to the to the form. So the things that I knew naturally I would struggle to do. Um, which were things like setting up PAYE, setting up a limited company, setting up VAT, all that stuff that I'd never done before, um, felt like the thing I probably had to do first. So I basically set the business up, did everything right, and then thought I'd better go and win some customers. <laughs> As opposed to doing the thing I wanted to do, which was to go and win some work and then worry about all the other stuff afterwards. So I did it back to front because I knew I had to. No, no, I'm with you because I've spent the last year seeding the market, setting the business up and, and doing all that. It, I, and I think that's quite normal because it's quite a, a mountain, isn't it? I mean, you set up a business and you you come into this. With, someone said to me actually at the school run this week, how's it going? Would you, you know, do you regret it? I went, no, but if I'd known what I know now, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> 
I don't know if that's appropriate to you, but there is a mountain of stuff that you just, yeah, it's it's more than you think, isn't it? It's much more than you think. There's much more complexities into setting up a business, or at least I feel there is. Um, yeah, the challenge that I worked out how to solve was the whole thing of when you start off and you're just on your own, obviously the buck stops with you, but so does all of the work. So you're wholly responsible for effectively administration, selling, marketing, delivery, production, and whatever that is, there comes a point where some of those things you're naturally going to be good at. And there are going to be some of those things which perhaps you you struggle through and you do your best, but it may not be your core skill set. And, and what I did was a lot of people and, and some people who might be listening to this might might disagree, which is totally fine. But a lot of people often say, don't be the person in the business, be the person on the business. And actually, I don't feel in my own personal experience that that's actually fully the right advice. I think it's too sort of um, catch all. I think the right advice that I've applied that's worked best for me and others I've worked with has been know what you're brilliant at, even if it's in the business. And if you love it, then do it know what you're brilliant at but that you don't like doing at all and know what you're useless at and get other people to help you do it better than you so what i did very early on probably about six months into running it i i devised three simple columns and in my first column i basically wrote what am i brilliant at that i absolutely love doing in the second column i wrote what am i brilliant or good at that i absolutely hate and in the third column i wrote what am i useless at that i need help with and as soon as I broke my business down into those three columns, it became really, really clear where I needed to invest my time and where I needed people. And and I think once I did that, it was plain sailing <laughs> within reason. I think that's really good because that helps you to like your A's, your B and your C task. And you can then work out where you need to proportion your time. I've lost a lot of time this week because I came back to the office after two weeks for the Easter break and found that my teams wasn't communicating, my calendly wasn't communicating. I lost so much time dealing with the back office. My SEOs had dropped through the floor just for two weeks away and not maintaining it. For two weeks off the business, dropped through the floor. And I said to my husband, I cannot wait to get somebody to do my SEOs. I have lost so much time rewriting all the SEOs. And I still don't know yet, because it hasn't fed through to Google, if they're going to work or not. But obviously, things change. And I think I haven't got the time to focus on that. That's where I need help. So I think that's really key. I think it's important to know what you're brilliant at and what you enjoy. I love coaching. Yeah, give me somebody who's not camera confident. And I'm straight in there. I will, I will bring that out of you. And I will get you on that camera. And I will get you speaking. Because ultimately that's my goal and and I love doing it empathetically you're choosing where to focus your time is I think one of the biggest learnings we have to we have to learn isn't it yeah I think so I mean someone said to me the other day about okay so so the thing for me that I personally really enjoy in the business is building the relationship closing the relationship and having and involvement in the delivery without having to do it all. So I don't need to own the whole client relationship. But the one bit I feel really precious about is what someone is sold up front. And the reason for that is that if you have a really high level of empathy and a high level of integrity and you combine those two things together, you've understood better than anyone else what it is they need. You've understood what it is you have to deliver to make them happy. And then the integrity part of the personality means you want to see that through. I mean, the clue's in the name. We want to make sure our clients succeed. So when you're the one involved in selling that whatever that may be 
you you feel a real or I feel a real sense of responsibility to then making sure that that is what is actually delivered. So for me, I can truthfully say, you know, in the next whatever it may be, 20 years or however long, <laughs> hopefully this works out and I run it for, I will never stop that path. I would never mm -hmm. bring someone in. Oh, you've, we've just lost you. We've lost your sound. Can oh. you hear me, Greg? Yeah, Are you back? Come back? Yeah, I'm back. Awesome. <laughs> um, I'm just going to laugh. We are live, everybody. We are live. <laughs> I, I would never, um, I'm not sure what the very last thing you heard was, but basically I would never want someone to take ownership or responsibility within my business for that piece. And yet there's other elements of the business which others would be much better suited to and would do a better job and would complement and the sort of our, the sum of our parts together would be greater than me doing that thing on my own. Um, but I think you've got to really know in your business, whatever business that is, whether you're a small business of one or two people and you're looking for who that third person needs to be, or you're a large business working out how involved do I still want to be in this maybe there will come a point in the future where I won't feel like that but I honestly can't say that in the next 20 years I can imagine not being involved in winning and closing our own business because to me that's the thing I absolutely love doing wouldn't swap it for the world so picking up on that uh, I get that you don't like the concept of selling something you like the concept of helping is that right yeah 100 I, I think sales is a natural byproduct of taking an interest in others um, the, the best sales, if we call them that, that have ever happened have been the ones where, in fact, a client, one of my customers said to me yesterday, they said, the thing is, is that when we work with you, we just know you've got our best interests at heart. So there's always something that is going to um, come up that we need. There's always someone we're going to need to use. And you're the first person that we call. And we know that if it's not right for you, you you'll tell us where to go and get someone else to help. And if it is right for you, you'll you'll sell us it and you'll deliver it. But it doesn't ever feel like a sale. It feels like helping. And I think that's the point. You know, obviously, when you're running a business and you're offering a product or a service, clearly you want people to buy it, obviously. But the way you do that, it, it's always it's always the way you do it that makes people have that warm, fuzzy feeling or not, as the case may be. So, yeah, look, I guess suppose to go back to your original question in a sales environment, the moment. Oh, we've lost you again. Are you back? No, we've got, we've got, we can't hear you at all. No, still can't hear you. Are you back yet? Oh, this wonderful insight. Brad will be back in a minute. I just love this. He will come back in and we will get him and we will hear the rest of the story. Are you back now? I think I'm back. Excellent. One second. One second. <laughs> have we got, have we got clear audio? We have clear audio. Okay. Um, right. Good. That should work now. Sorry. I think it was to do with the hands free. It's absolutely fine. This is great. This is exactly what I keep saying. Perfection is not achievable, everybody. You cannot have perfection when you go live. Another tip constantly coming out. Come on, over to Brad. <laughs> Perfect. So what was the very last thing you heard? Now we've say? lost video, honey. <laughs> okay, we're back in. What, what was the last thing you heard me say? Uh, oh gosh, maybe someone in the audience can tell me because my brain just went. It was uh, we were talking about helping and serving, oh, yes. and then so and not, yeah, not selling. So, so I I think to sort of summarize that piece, if you're in a relationship and you're trying to sell something, and your first question is what can I sell them, the starting point is wrong. You know, it's been known for a very long time that customers and prospects have a pain point. And you may be the solution that, that helps them gain the thing they need. 
But ultimately, you've got to spend time understanding their pain, their challenge, their problem, their concern, their worry, their fear, their anxiety, whatever it may be. And then you've really got to listen. And then you've got to ask yourself, actually, if I'm honest and I've got integrity, does what I do or what I have to offer actually meet the needs of this? And if it doesn't, you've got to have the integrity in my mind to step away and go, there's something better for you or there's someone better for you. And they will always remember that, uh, you know, being able to walk away from things and say, I'm not right for you is as important as being able to sell something that you believe to be right and being able to deliver it well. I, I remember when I worked in, and this is long, long, long time ago, I worked in perfumery and I sold makeup. And one of the things we were told to do when somebody was umming and ahhing over a foundation or a lipstick was to tell them to walk away. And it's still something that I do today. I, I honestly say, if it's not for you, it's okay, walk away. I'm not going to put pressure on you. But it's interesting what I want to pick up on there is about networking, because I am all about the heart of who I am, the heart of what I do is collaboration. If you don't collaborate, I think you are absolutely an island and it's not how business should work. So I've always collaborated. If my what I, my offering isn't the strength, the, the, the right one, I will go and, and point somebody else out or I will work with somebody. What about you? Do you network to collaborate? 100%. So um, because of being in the industry for the last 20 years or so, I guess network is almost not something that I ha had to actively think about. It sort of happened over time. But one of the things I've done, even in the last like four or five months, I've gone through, you know, I, there's whatever, I don't know, 11, 11 and a half thousand people on LinkedIn that I'm connected to and a following. And, and I went through them and I thought, right, I know these people really well. I know those people quite well. I, I remember this person and then I don't even know why I'm connected to this person. <laughs> and and, I, and I've taken a really, hopefully, um, systematic and, and candid approach to saying, right, well, we are connected um is there something i can do to collaborate or help you and and genuinely i've sent messages out to some of those people in my network and i've said we've been connected since 2019 or 2017 or whatever it may be i notice we've actually never really spoken in that time based on the things that i do if there's something i can do to help you i'm genuinely happy to help and it's no more complicated than that um and you know it, even off the back of those conversations a number of really cool things have happened so inevitably there are things that we can do to help although that's not the primary intent or reason for reaching out it's a byproduct of that but there are also things that i've been able to refer people in for new roles i've been able to align partners together that i think would be really well suited i've been able to plug individuals into temporary roles and i'm not talking about doing recruitment here i'm just talking about knowing someone's skill set and saying actually i know someone who needs that problem solved and 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 being able to intro them in and that whole reciprocity and you know art of giving and all the rest of it if you put yourself out there and you're willing to a network b collaborate and c do it without actually always expecting something back the whatever you want to refer to it as the laws of the universe nature whatever anyone's sort of thought is in that in that regard it always seems to come back round. you know there's a good old principle do, do to others what you want them to to do to you and, and i think if you treat people in that way more often than not, not always, but more often than not, it, it, it seems to, to go around what you know, what goes around comes around. And and I, I concur a hundred percent on that. I, I I'm really seeing that at the moment because 
I, I, I honestly, I, I promote so many people to help. I, I, no matter, even, gosh, I did it even yes this morning, this morning. Um, there's a fantastic, I'm going to give her a shout out. There's a Lucy, Shipum Save My Knickers. And there's somebody who is putting together a goodie. Yes, you can imagine what Save My Knickers is. Yes, everybody. And she's up for an award. And it's an absolute brilliant product for women who aren't menopausal. I wonder why. And, um, she's she's i've got a friend who's looking for samples for a goodie box and i was like well you've got to contact and it's for young girls who play football so another shout out for Liz, who is supporting young girls uh Liz griffiths who is supporting young girls in football and of course the biggest issue is our monthlies i can't believe i'm saying this live on air and save my knickers could be a great solution so there i am trying to get these two women to talk because it is about collaboration so we've talked That's about true. that and i obviously it's key to me what i want to know is who inspired you or who helped you so there was one there have been different people through my career i suppose who have said good things or nice things or or sometimes haven't said things and that's made my own brain go oh well, maybe i should try this then um i think one one comment i i always remember was a guy i worked with called Stuart Castle we were good friends we were both in the the sales roles um, and consultants for some some enterprise software vendor at the time and he could see how hard I worked and we got good results and he said to me uh, and and he's probably got um careful how many years I put on this now probably about 12 to 15 years older than I am and he said to me at the time and I won't use the word he used but he said don't let the b ending in s ever grind you down um and that sort of stuck with me because he was like you've got so much enthusiasm so much vigor for life you're positive every single day without sounding like you know some uh happy clappy overly positive kind of character um and he said but you just genuinely he said you just genuinely are really really happy to give and really happy to help he said in that quality he said don't let anyone knock it out of you and and so when i went out myself and, and I sort of thought right you know and obviously there's the whole daunting thing isn't there of um is this going to work is it is it going to work out okay now will it work in the future and all the usual things I remember just thinking of course it's going to work it's going to work because if you treat people with decency honesty and respect generally speaking it doesn't I mean business shouldn't be more complicated than that but someone said to us the other day when we were talking to them it's nice to deal with someone that's just really nice now i've read posts that have said that nice doesn't cut it or being nice in today's day and age isn't good and i'm thinking to myself well you know what maybe they're not the right people to be working with then <laughs> you know so that was one of the comments that really stood out to me um another thing i remember <laughs> my very first md in the world of agency life i was about 20 I was 20 years old, so a good 20 years ago now. And on the very first day of entering his business, and that was working for, um, at the time, a sort of a content management system vendor, which also did some of the delivery and implementation of the services. And his first day was, he said to me, he said, well, I've heard about you, Brad, and I know you can do a good job. And I was like, oh, that's nice. And he said, so uh, there's a brochure, there's a phone, you know what to do. And that was my training. And, and, and I'm not joking. I went into the, you know, my office and I sat there and thought, what the heck am I doing? You know, like, and but what that actually did, I think that was very much, it's you're going to sink or swim, you determine which one of those you're going to do. So although that was a bit of a baptism by fire, it definitely created in my mind the idea of, okay, I've either got to make this work, 
or it's going to fail. And hence, you know, okay, do we succeed or do we fail? A lot of it comes down to the positive mental attitude that we apply to our thinking and who we surround ourselves with. That happened to me. Genuinely, I, I walked into, I won't say which company, and I walked in and got told, so what are you going to do? And I went, well, I, I thought I would get at least a price list. Nope, you've got to build that up. This is the pricing we do. You've got to build your pricing and it can't compete with mine. Wow. Okay. Who do I use for, for marketing comms? Well, you can lean on the marketing team, but you can't actually use the marketing team. Wow. Okay. And I built yeah. it from scratch. And in the first year, we hit a million. So I'll, I'll take that because uh, I was quite nice. proud of that. It was for a different company. And it, actually, to be fair, that gave me the gumption and the guts to, to do this because I built something from scratch and I, I did make it successful. So, yeah, it, it's a good it's a good learning curve. Good learning curve. I'm going to ask you one more question, then I'm going to go to the questions and then you get to turn it around on me. So I want to know, we've already kind of covered about an aha moment, but has there been any more from when you set up your own business has there been a moment where you've gone aha I'm so proud or aha what do I do next <laughs> I think I think the best thing I've learned since running my own business is that if you do the same as everybody else you get exactly the same results so and and if you are willing to stand up for your core values and say I don't believe this. I actually, I call it the Emperor's New Clothes Syndrome. So I'll give you a very specific example, a aha moment. I grew up believing, um, you know, and being told through all the years of selling and marketing and providing consultancy, you know, you can't have those three things simultaneously together. You can't have quality, price and speed. It's physically impossible. Um, and, and obviously, having come from a software and a services implementation background, people would say, no, if you, if you want quality uh, and you want speed, you can't have it low cost. If you want uh, something that's uh, it's going to be expensive, you're going to get the quality, but you're not going to get the speed. So the idea of these three things. And I just remember one day uh, I'd done a consultancy session with an agency and the and I think the whole day it had been about seven hours worth of work and it was it was pretty intense. And at the end of it, they said to me, um, words to the effect of, I've never had so much value in such a short space of time. I've learned more in seven hours than I've learned in the last seven years. And that was a really nice compliment. But more importantly than the compliment, it made me think, well, hang on. If you can learn in seven hours more than you've learned in seven years, and I've given you a really fair price, I've just delivered you quality speed and a, and a really fair price. So that day, I remember it made me think, well, hang on a minute, this is crazy. I need to be letting people know if we do something, hence the idea of big agency thinking, small agency pricing. It's like we don't need to charge loads of money to do a really good job. We need to look at a piece of work and go, if this piece of work takes us a week, then the whole value based selling thing, which is so common in our industry, actually, maybe I don't want to sell on value. Maybe I'm really open and transparent and happy to sell on time. It took us four hours to do it. You pay for four hours. It took us four days to do it. You pay us four days. So I re-embedded that back into our sales processes. When we're, when we're talking to people about how long things take, they know whether we're fixing it in minutes, in, in hours, in days or in weeks. And the relationships we've built with our customers as a result of that transparency, for me, has been the best aha moment in business in the last three years, without a shadow of a doubt. 
I'm going to go yes on that, 100% yes. If I could, I'd do a happy dance. Yes, yes, yes. Transparency. Oh, my goodness. Um, I eventually got brave enough to put my pricing uh, on the website, and it was a big step forward for me because, and I'll, I'll say it, I'm, I'm really clear with this, £500 per delegate per day, six hours of coaching. But that will give you so much more so so much more but we're all scared about being that transparent and it takes real guts and to be that open and yet it is exactly why people want to work with us transparency and honesty is what drives business so thank you for sharing that from the bottom of my heart I'm going to put my glasses on because it's the glasses moment aha uh-huh, everybody um and I haven't cleaned them properly this morning so we've got some lovely comments um Rabina has said, I love cake bread on so many levels. Um, oh, Annette is Annette is genuinely doing this. Annette is recording videos and she has started being a laughter yoga coach and it's just brilliant. I love watching Annette's journey. Um, then uh, Annette's like all the tax stuff. Joanne has said, help, support, sound advice. Um, Maureen has said, if you can't help, then share contacts that can. I love the fact this has resonated. Brad, uh, Hayley, Brad, you are a seasoned pro. I love your insight. Luke, oh, thanks for joining, Luke. Amen, Brad. I've been saying the same stuff for years. And he has, because he said the same stuff to me. And he is part of the reason I'm on this journey. Lovely to hear the values like, uh, lovely to hear that values like this are still genuinely important to people. Luke, you are astounding. And Maureen just says, well said, Brad. So, Oh, I love this. I love the fact that things have gone wrong. I really do. I love the fact that we've had to go in and out. And it just shows you that perfection, as I said, is not possible. Um, This is where you get to turn the tables completely and utterly onto me and see if I can answer a question. So you go for it. (laughs) Okay. So in all the years of your presentations and communications and representing the various businesses you've worked with, what was your most drop dead embarrassing moment that you then as a result has helped you in that space for the future and given you something positive out the back of it so this is and i and the person that this involves i love you very much i really do and i'm not going to name <laughs> you um i really do love you uh so i was in the middle of a presentation and of course i've been presenting and coaching and doing sales training for years so i know how to read an audience and the audience were falling a little bit asleep so I decided to go and get the goodie bag and go through the goodie bag because I knew we'd get some ooze and it would bring them back and then I could bring the audience back to the point of what I was presenting about so I was deliberately diverting their attention to bring them back into the room and as I decided to do this because I didn't warn the, the the person at the time um, they thought I'd gone off topic and they thought I'd gone slightly mad. So I pulled out, and now this will make Luke really laugh because we, we actually got these things together, but this is for a different company. I pulled out the bendable ruler. As I pulled out the bendable ruler, my boss, at the, the gentleman at the time, turned around and said, uh, too, too much information or some, something um, across the room full of people. And this was senior S- uh, CEOs, the exec suite. And as I pulled the, the ruler out, it hit me on the nose. Oh, no. And I stood there and I went, 
as you can see, because I'm, I've got years of presenting, as you can see, it's really flexible. The kids are going to love it and you can use it to hit yourself on the nose. Put it back in the bag and continued on and then went on to talk about the products and the services that we offer because I was diverting. It needless to say, it, we, we then went fly fishing. I've never fly fished in my life, didn't catch anything. But every single person who was fly fishing came up to me and went, love the presentation, particularly the bop on the nose. Isn't it funny how those little um, things that break the session up that weren't meant to be planned, often the things most memorable, but actually build the greatest rapport and opportunity for conversation. So important because if you are losing your audience and this is, again, it's another top tip. You, If you're in and you're presenting in a room, you know, you've got a hundred odd people in there and you can see the audience is twitching. You've got to do something that will bring them back. And it can just be saying, do you know what? I can see you're bored. I can see I've lost you. Let's have some Q&As. It can be anything that you need to do to re-energize the room. Now, bendable rulers, hitting the nose, not necessarily what I planned to do, but it what it did work. <laughs> I will always hold that deep in my thought. And I will say to the person who said it, I still love you. So please don't think I was criticizing you in any way because I'm really not. Um, I'm loving that people have found that funny. So yeah. Um, Brad, it's been an absolute joy. I have loved the fact things have gone wrong. Thank you for spending your time. Safe journey. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no worries. Lovely to see you. And thanks, everyone, for the comments as well. No problem.